Rabbi said, if someone throws the coin of another person to the sea, he does not have to pay for any damages. Why is that? Because the first person can tell the owner of the coin, your coin is right there if you want to go get it. Even though we'll have to hire the people to dive to the sea floor and get it, it's not considered to be lost, and therefore no actual damage has taken place. And this only applies when the water is clear, and the coin can therefore be seen. This also only applies when the person knocked into the hand of the owner or caused the, the, the coin to be thrown into the sea. However, if he took the coin and threw it into the sea, his action of taking is gzela, and he would dare... He would have to do an actual act of returning the coin to the owner. Rav asked the Bryce says one may not read one may not redeem mice or coins that are in a wallet that fell into the sea. We see they're considered to be entirely lost, even though the wallet can be retrieved by divers. Rabba said the case of mice is different because the public says, in this case the coin is not in his hand. Rabbi said, if someone erases the image on another's coin, and now it's worth less than before, he's part of The reason is, he had done no real physical damage to the metal of the coin. Now, this is only if he hammered the image down. However, if he filed it off, he'd be high because he removed metal from the coin. Rav asked, the Bryce says, that blinding the eye of a slave or deafening his ear sets him free. Now, there's no physical damage done to the eye or the ear, and yet we see it's considered to be actual damage, and therefore hammering the image of the golden coin should, or the, or the coin should be considered actual damage as well. Rabbi follows, Rabbi follows logic elsewhere, where he says that loss of hearing is the result of physical damage and wound of the internal ear, therefore, in that case, actual damage has taken place. Rabbi said, if a person nicks the ear of another animal, he's potter, even though the animal now becomes possible to be used as a carbon. The reason is, the animal is not worth any less than before, and most animals are not brought on the Mizbech anyway. Rav Esther Bryce says that if someone did work with the Paraduma water or with the Paraduma itself, he's potter and bezin, even though he made the water or animal possible to be used in the process. But Chayiv, it seemed that he's potter and bezin only because his action, his work is not noticeable. However, if it was, he'd be Chayiv. In the case of the nicking the ear, since his action is noticeable, if the Gemara, the Bryce agrees to be putter in this case as well. The reason it gives a case where the action is not noticeable is to teach that in such a case, the person is still Chayi B'day Shemayim. Rabbi said if a person burned the loan document of another, it was the creditor in the document, he's putter. The reason is because you can say, I just burned a piece of paper. Rabbi Bechamah asks, if there are witnesses to what was written in the document, let him write another one. If there are no witnesses, then we can't make the burner Chayi in any case. Rabbi said the case is where the burner says he believes the person with regard to what it was, he says was written in the document. Rabbi Bechanina said, this is actually a between Rav Shimon and the Rabbani. Used, that, can, that can cause a benefit of money is considered to be, uh, as money itself. This person would be high for burning the document. According to Rabbanu, say it's not. He would be potter. If one of the of Yeshua asked, or Shimon only holds that way when the item in question has intrinsic value itself. However, in this case, it does not. The star doesn't have intrinsic value, so he would be he would presumably agree that he would not be high. Amemah said, according to the view that we pass on laws of Garmi, didn't the Garmi, causative damages, the burner would be high. According to the view that we did not, he'd be only be high to pay for the value of the piece of the paper itself. In an actual case, Raphram pressured Rav Ashi to pay for the full amount written in the, in the loan document. Mishnah said, Who's the sheet that holds that even if something is also behind all the Ghana can give the owner the item to the owner and say, Here's your item, maybe potter. If Chizah said, It's the sheet of Rabbi Yaakov from Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi said, If an ox killed a person, if the owner then sold it or shechted it or made it hegdish before the verdict of its death sentence was reached, the sale is valid, the meat is mutter, and the hegdish is valid. If at that time the Shemi returned it to its owner, it's considered to be returned. Once the verdict was reached and he sold it, etc., the, the sale would not be valid, the meat would not be mutter, the hegdish would not be hegdish, and the return by the Shemi would not be considered a valid return. Says even after the verdict was reached, the return by the Shemer would be considered a valid return. Presumably, the Machalikas is Rabbi Yaakov holds that even by something Asr no, we say here is your item. The Rabbanon say you cannot say that. Rabbi said to Rav Chisid, this is not a proof. Maybe that everyone agrees that even by something Asr no, we you're allowed to say here is your item. Machalikas over here is whether we can have the Din Torah in the absence of the ox. The Rabbanon say the ox must be present. And the owner can therefore tell the Shemer, if you would have given the ox to me, I would have hid it, but because you brought it now to Bezin, you have caused me the damage to lose the ox. Rabbi Yaakov says the ox does not have to be present, and the Shemer therefore has caused no loss.
Rav Chista met Rabbi Ashmuel who taught him a bracer that says the pasuk teaches that if one stole chametz and then Pesach came, or he stole an ox and it was killed and and it killed but was not yet sentenced to death, the gazlan can give it back to the owner and he's potter. Now this must follow the rabbanon because the bracer seems to say that after their verdict you would not be able to simply return the ox. And we see this the rabbanon hold that even by something also by we can say here is your item, which refutes Rav Chista's explanation. Rav Chista asked him not to repeat this bracer to the talmidim. In fact, the bracer also stated that if he stole produce and it spoiled, he can simply return the produce to the owner and be potter. Our mission said that in that case he would have to. Pay the value at the time of the stealing. Papa said the mission is discussing where they were entirely rotten. The Bryce is discussing where they were only partially rotten. Zuck, the Mishnah, if a person gave something to a craftsman to fix and they ruined it, they must pay. If he gave a shida teva or migdal box to a carpenter to fix and he ruined it, he has to pay. If a builder was hired to knock down a wall and broke or damaged the stones, he's chayef to pay. If he was demolishing from one side and it fell from the other side, he's potter. However, if it fell because of a blow to the wall, he's chayef. Zuck, the Gemara Vasi said when the Mishnah says he's chayef, he's only talking about the case where the person gave a finished kale to the craftsman to appear and he broke it. However, if he gave pieces of wood and the craftsman made it into a kale and then broke it, he'd be potter because the craftsman has coined the improvements that he makes and you only have to pay for the value of the wood. In the first case, said if a person gave something to a craftsman to fix and they ruined it, they have to pay. Presumably, this is referring to where he gave him wood to make into a kale and still says he's chayev. The Mar says no. The case is that he gave a, a completed sheet of table migdal to fix. But that's the next case in the Mishnah, which is which suggests that the early case is where he gave him just pieces of wood. Mar says the second case is explaining that the first case is where he gave him a completed sheet of table migdal. In fact, that must be the understanding because if not, once the Mishnah says that he's chayev, even when he gave him just wood to make into a kale, why would the Mishnah need to say that he, if he was given a sheet of table migdal, he would be chayev? That's obvious. It must be that. The second case is explanation of the first case. Mar says it's not a pro- proof. It may be that without the second case, we would think that the first case is talking about where he gave him a completed shade of amygdal. That's why we needed to clearly give that case so that so that we know that the first case is talking about where he gave him wood to make him do a kali and still he's chayev.